All right, my good people, welcome back to the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. I am your host, CL The Source, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer. I'm sitting here today with a cool-ass dude that I connected with very recently. Um, and to be honest with you, if I had to backtrack and try to figure out how we connected, it, it would be tough to put the pieces together. I, I came across his a bunch of his posts. I was like, seeing like some of the stuff that he was putting out there through his content and it really attracted me I think one of them specifically was uh I can't remember it verbatim but I believe it was something like if you if you're relying on the criticism or if you're relying on the uh validation from the opinions of others like you're something like that. I'm gonna let him get into it I think he knows which one I'm talking about but it's my man Cam Sharp of the Unbiased Truth he's a fellow podcaster He's out in Houston, Texas. Real cool cat, and I'm really excited about this uh, this meeting today. Cam, what's good, man? Yo, what's good? Yo, I am so happy to be here with the neighborhood hope dealer, man. You're providing the people with an essential good, man. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're blessing the block. You really hey, are blessing man. the block. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. We just trying to serve up that positivity, and everybody that's coming back for another helping. I'm here to serve, man. You know what I'm saying? So we, and I'm bringing you on here to help me out, brother. So tell me yeah. how you doing today, man. Man, I'm doing great. And to anybody that doesn't know the voice that's coming through your headphones or your speakers right now, I am the number one real one, Cameron A. Sharp. Thanks for tapping in with me. I'm doing great, yo. And I'm glad that all the real ones around the world are here to listen to an episode, bro. We already did some great things in the pre-episode, just connecting and talking to each other. So I know we're going to be able to drop some gems. And anybody that's listening, if we happen to drop a gem while you're listening, feel free to keep it free of charge. All right? It's all you. That's all you. <laughs> free game, baby. Free game. He's absolutely right. And, you know, just so y'all are aware, this is the first time me and Cam link. And it's, it's like, honestly, like in our pre-briefing, we just like it it was just like we on the same same wavelength, man. Energy wise, I think vision wise, energy just oh man, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really dope. Cam, before we get started, I want to say thank you, brother, for being here, man. I, I understand that time is our most valuable asset. And for you to lend your time and, and drop some game over here, help share some value, uh, spread some love and positivity. I, I firmly appreciate that, brother. Well, you know, it's 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 important for us as creatives to do this, man, to collaborate with one another, to pick each other's brain. That's why I even created The Unbiased Truth. And I'm sure we're going to get into all of this throughout this episode, but you want to be able to provide opportunities for people to hear conversations that we will usually have with each other. You know, this, this information that we're going to instill to each other is usually conversations we'd have without the microphones, but I'm glad that people can sit in and be flies on the wall to hear some conversation, to hear, to hear real ones sharpen each other's steel and inspire each other to, to achieve hype. Bro, that part right there, man, that is a, a saying that I love right there. Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, that's exactly what it is, man. It's just like we, we trying to make each other better. And I think by doing that, we're trying to make the world a better place for all of us, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just in a time right now where it seems that there's just so much chaos. If you turn on the TV, it seems like it's just nothing but chaos that the, the media outlets are pumping out there. It's, it's more important the work that we're choosing to do, man. So why don't we start there, man, with the work that we're choosing to do? 
Um, talk to us a little bit about the unbiased truth, man. Like how you guys started in podcasting, what what the the podcast is about. You know, serve it up, man. Man, the unbiased truth is is a, is a practice. It's a, it's a way of life almost, and it's something I've tried to develop ever since I went through ego death and really just experienced this whole new way of thinking, man. I grew up Southern Baptist. I had that within me my entire life, but I always knew that if something else had been presented to me when I was younger, I may have been Muslim. I may have been, you know, Hindu. I mean, it's so many other things I may have believed in had I been presented to it in an unbiased fashion. It wasn't an unbiased fashion. It was very biased the way some things were presented to me. It felt like programming. So once I decided to really become myself and, and really just become camp, I had become so many other things, man. I was trying to be my older brother, trying to be my uncle, trying to be my dad at one point, but it never just been Cameron. So I just decided to step up and be like, you know what, man, I want to be Cameron. And ego death really shook me hard around 2012, 2013, man. And I developed this unbiased philosophy. What if I put my personal biases aside and just decided to look at things without anybody else's uh, screen in my, in my way? Like, I really want to get to the, the understanding of what people are talking about. So I started that religion. I was like, you know what? Religion molded me as a young buck. I want to find out what people are talking about when it comes to religion. Where's the miscommunication? Are we really dealing with the Tower of Babel or can we understand each other? I started to realize as I did my own individual research, which made me just on a whole nother level, man. When you become obsessed with firsthand knowledge, that's when you'll understand what I'm talking about. When you realize, oh, wait, that's not how that really is. Somebody else told me that. And that wasn't even their experience. Somebody else read that? No, man, let me go to the source. I went to the source of everything I had been taught, man, and realized we all are focused on righteousness. We all want to be righteous at the end of the day. And to be unbiased in my pursuit of truth, it changed the way I looked at everything, man. I no longer had to hold all this programming that was with me. So I decided, man, how can I express this? So I started rapping, man. I said, I'm going to do this on the microphone, fam. I started writing music and things of that nature, but it wasn't hitting the way I wanted to. And it's not that music's not a great platform. It's just that I felt confined within those 16 bars, that eight bar verse. You know, it just really didn't feel like I was really expressing myself. Then I started listening to people talk about developing podcasts. Now this was around 2017. So this is still in the very early years of people just picking up a microphone and talking. There were podcasts out there but it was few and far between when you heard a brother say, hey, man, I'm about to start podcast. More people were talking about, hey, here my mixtape. <laughs> but man, once I got a microphone and just started talking for the first time, I realized, man, I'm not confined to any structure. I can have conversations for the people I love, in front of the people I love, without feeling confined to any type of cadence. Man, that was the most liberating feeling. And I think just like you, man, podcasting became therapeutic. And that's how it just became a thing. It just, it was no longer a discussion. I was always going to be podcasting. So 2017, from there on, I just started to do it. Oh, this, this is a forever thing, for, for yeah. sure, right? It ain't, mm -hmm. it ain't a hobby. It ain't, and I can sense that about you too, man. It ain't just something that I'm picking up. Like, bro, I really enjoy doing this, as I can tell you do. I've listened to a couple of your episodes I've, you know, interacted with a bunch of your posts and, you know, the energy you put out through what you're doing, the work that you're choosing to do, the energy that you're choosing to put out, 
it's it's amazing stuff it's authentic it's pure it's coming from a place of love it's coming from a place of of, of just positive spirit and man kudos to you brother and man i want to break down some of the stuff that you said in that in that in that rant right there because it's, there was a lot of great stuff and i i want to kind of allow you to to expand on it a little bit further for those that don't know i mean you you referenced ego death several times in that can you talk to us about ego death man and 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 your experience with that and what what is ego death i have my own idea but i want to hear from you well you know it's not just an album by the internet all right ego death is an entire process and um it really starts with understanding what you're not that's how you know who you are and so ego death is a whole entire process of reading yourself of everything that you thought you knew everything you thought you were proud of everything you thought you understood and humbling yourself for the greater good for the greater purpose i knew that yes i could keep my personal biases i could keep the things that were instilled in me but how will i grow I will stunt my own growth trying to understand things that aren't meant for me. When you believe in things that you don't understand, you will truly suffer. Stevie was right. This is not a myth. Those are not just lyrics, fam. And once I understood that, it started to chip away at this whole entire character that I had built for myself. This entire persona, this whole entire bravado that I had for myself, I found bravery inside of that and started to just remove the things that weren't serving me. And that's when I started to literally see the true face of who I was, man. And I started instantly. This is how you start with ego death, folks. It's no mystery. It's a simple method. Go to the mirror now. Pause if you want to, but come back. Go to the mirror right now. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself a few uh, statements are true. Tell yourself a few truthful statements. If you can lie to yourself by looking yourself dead in the eye, you cold. You cold. But in that moment, if you can look yourself and know that that's the truth, you will instantly feel what I'm talking about. You'll feel that chiseling at that character that you built for yourself. And you'll start to experience ego death. It'll change your life. And you ain't got to physically die to be resurrected. Wow. Wow. Honestly, bro. That was so spot on in so many ways. And I can relate on like levels that are almost unexplainable until you, until someone actually goes through that process. And, you know, you said a lot again in that man. And it's just like, dude, um, we, I think, I think when we're born and the circumstances we're raised under and the society we're kind of living around, we're given these certain belief systems that we're given these certain uh characteristics these traits these personality traits and they become what we believe to be our identity right and we grow up believing we are that way and then depending on how severe the situation or extreme the situation is you could believe that you're so much that way that you cannot change and like you said it stunts your growth and when you go on this journey of just seeking truth wanting to grow further you start to realize, okay, you you got to go through addition by subtraction, right? By subtracting, that no longer serves you. By looking at yourself in the mirror, and I love what you said, by looking at yourself in the mirror and saying that, you know, okay, and, and if you're able to lie to yourself, 
Oh, that, that's cold. And you can you can look at yourself stone faced in, in the mirror and lie to yourself and know that ain't the truth. That's cold. But if you can look at yourself and 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 look at the truth, you can be like, okay, I see the light. And then you start to you start to walk towards that. You start to run towards that. And then eventually you're gonna realize you can fly. And you're literally tapping into this whole limitless well of potential of who you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we limit ourselves in who we think we are based on what we've been through in our lives, you know, earlier on. But when you come to this realization and this higher level of consciousness, man, you can expand your whole world, you know, by going inwards and then your whole, your whole external world will expand. And it is crazy when you start to play with that power and that energy and really start to manifest it and let that light shine from within you. Right. So you said so much, bro. And I, I think, uh, bro, I think what are we 10 minutes into this thing? We <laughs> drop in crazy gems, man. And I, I want to kind of bring it back to folks that like, you know, um, are listening to this and, and some stuff might go over their head, but Ego they'll catch up. I promise they'll catch up. I promise they'll catch up. One thousand percent, bro. One thousand percent. So ego death, bro. Um, was that a was? How did you? How did you come to the the understanding of of that? Like, what what in your life kind of pushed you to that? Yo, so you know how you can go through something but not have the vocabulary to define it. So my entire life, there have been points that I call breaking points where I had gone through them and not realized. Oh, wow, that's exactly what. I was doing. Sometimes your spirit will just guide you. You'll look back at the footsteps in the sand and see that you were being carried the whole time on certain situations. And I didn't really know what to define it until I went to the Grand Canyon, man. Mm. Oh my goodness. When I talk about firsthand knowledge, bro, I had always heard stories about the Grand Canyons, seen documentaries, saw pictures of it, and I never knew what it would be like to actually go. I had a great friend of mine say, yo, let's go. I, I want to go with you. Let's, let's do this. And I went to the Grand Canyon and experienced how massive it was. The Grand Canyon was similar to life. You can't just take it all in one sitting, in one view. And you really got to look away to just get your breath and to understand what you just saw. I would look into the Grand Canyon and see all the trails that other people had gone. Oh, it didn't go right that way. So they backtrack and go another way. Oh, that's a successful trail. Then they go over a mountain. What looks to be 100 feet is actually 100 miles. It's so deep and so vast. I have been looking for different points to meditate, though. Meditation is something that really helped me understand where I was going and helped me maintain the vibrations I need. It's not for everybody, though. People talk about meditating all the time. They say, oh, it doesn't work for me. I just fall asleep. You have to be at a certain vibration. You have to be at a certain frequency in order to receive what the universe has for you. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You just have to sit a little bit longer to vibrate at that frequency. And faith without works is dead. So go do the work to be able to vibrate at these frequencies. I was doing the active work to search for a place where I could just meditate and find myself to be able to relax. Then I saw this point like off in the distance. And it was right before we were leaving the Grand Canyon. I had not wanted to see anything else. I didn't even think I was going to be able to do it, bro. I had brought Sage, Palo Santo. I, was, I thought I was going to have this whole experience, but it was too windy to burn any of that. Um, it was cold and I didn't want to be out there shivering, trying to <laughs> meditate. I didn't like that. I'm like, I'm a bougie meditator. I got to have, I got to have everything right. 
<laughs> but man, we were just about to leave. And uh, she was like, hey, do you want to go to this point? And I said, yeah, let, let's go over there. Let's just see what it's about. And I saw this point off in the distance where we went there. And the only thing I could think about was ego death. Now, I was not supposed to go down into this point. I wasn't supposed to do it, man. It was fenced off. I jumped the fence. I had seen on a video where somebody had done it, but I, I wasn't sure if this was the same place. But the only thing I could think about was ego death. Mm. I jumped down, went down about 100 yards and went out to this point. Now, we're in the Grand Canyon. This is not, no, like, got it at the mall nature. This is real nature. So wind is blowing. I had heard about vertigo, but never experienced it for myself. I had heard stories about how the wind could almost knock you off your feet if you go to certain areas. Man, I was in a pocket, and I have a video on my <laughs> Instagram page where you can see me walking down to what I now call Ego Death Point. I walked down in there and was literally, it was whatever. It was me and nature. The wind could have blew me off or I could have stayed on point. But I had to the, the, the unadmitted gall to go to the edge of that point, sit down and meditate. Now, I sat there for a moment and really just felt the wind blowing and, and really sat in that moment to realize, man, if I wanted to, I don't have to be around if I don't want to be here. But it's the sure will to be who I am. It's the sure will to stand in my unbiased truth that keeps me here in this moment. I got up from that. And man, the vocabulary just flooded into my brain. I came back up from that point knowing exactly what ego death was. And from those months on, from coming back from the Grand Canyon, I've been able to peel back those parts of my life to realize, oh man, those were points where my ego was being tested. And in those moments, that's where it was. That was it. That was the thing that captured it. And me standing firm in my beliefs and standing firm in my decisions made me who I am. And that's what honestly keeps me going. That's always kept me driving and going. Even with my platform, I wouldn't be talking about the unbiased truth if I didn't feel like I had something righteous to talk about. If it wasn't righteous, I wouldn't want to stand behind it so much. And I think that's why we all essentially create and continue to drive because there's something righteous within us that tells us to keep going. Beautiful, man. Thank you for sharing that experience, man. And uh, as you're telling it, I, I'm imagining it and connecting it to the post that I saw on your Instagram. And I think I also saw a post where you were explaining you weren't quite prepared for it because you didn't know it was going to be that windy. You didn't know that early it was going to be that windy and that cold. And to, to, to be honest with you, man, I always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon, but it somehow slipped my mind for a while now. But after seeing that post, it made me want to prioritize going to the Grand Canyon this year. And I think I'm going to make that happen. Actually, not. Matter of fact, I'm going to make that happen this year. You know what I'm saying? And uh Anyway, what you what you said about just oh man, there there was a lot again that you said there, man, and the fact that you just like tuned in with nature, and you came up with all the answers as you came back from that path. What do you think? Do you think that was the universe communicating it through nature and just and just pouring that that energy into you? Yes, yeah, it was actively telling me what to do. Um, I went to the Grand Canyon uh, to make it an altar for me to place some things that have been going through in my life down. That's why I said I was looking for a place to meditate. I was going and taking myself to the to the brink of existence, to the edge of my desire to be like, yo, do I want to do this or not? Because the Grand Canyon is in front of me. Nature's around me. There's nothing more beautiful than this. There's nothing more vast than this. 
And for months, I've been meditating here and there, trying to figure out where I could do what I can do to, to get myself back to feeling better. And ego death was just a constant thing. And once I saw that point, the words just came together. It just, it didn't, it didn't even, it didn't even make me, it didn't give me a chance to protest. It just let me, it led me right to it. And I think those are the most beautiful uh, points of just anything desire, pleasure, fame, fortune, when there's no room for protest, when you just go with the flow, that's when it's just, it's, it's really meant for you, I feel. I didn't even, I didn't even question it, man. I had been hearing it. I had been meditating on it. And like I said, understanding how to vibrate at certain frequencies to get there. Some people need music. Some people need to pray every day. Some people need church. Some people need encouragement, quotes, advice. Or you're like me. Don't give me no advice. Don't talk to me. <laughs> just let me do my thing and I'll find my way. And there's certain things that you need to do, not only just going through ego death, but also understanding who you're not in order to understand what you are. In those moments where I was walking on that edge, man, I knew I wasn't somebody that was going to jump off. So I know I'm not that. So who am I really? What am I really staying on this edge for? Why do I even feel no need to be afraid of walking through all of this? Oh, it makes sense. I'm meant here for a higher cause. I'm meant to be here. Let me continue on this path. And not only that, let me understand what I've been taught so I don't trip up anymore. You know, you're going to keep on learning that lesson until you pass that test. And I think in that moment, that was my ace, man. I think I aced it this time. <laughs> oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, the story is still being written, man, for sure, man. And Hey Cam, that that was beautiful, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that experience, man. Now I want I want to I want to ask you, man. In this present moment, currently, the Cam that is here before us, after having gone through those experiences and other experiences that ultimately shaped your life and brought you to this very present moment, how do you deal with um, the opinions of other people? Because look, like even though sometimes people don't say shit, I know people are thinking shit, you know what I'm saying, like, for me, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I, like, I've battled with that for a long time, and I still do, I, I, if I'm being 100% honest, I, I still do, but I know it's there, but I, I know my purpose, you know what I'm saying, so, like, I'm curious for you, um, does that become an issue at all, before you put any of your artwork out, or your creativity out, are you still thinking of, of other people's opinions and stuff like that, or is that, with the ego death, is that, is that completely gone? Um, I used to. I used to be really concerned. Uh, it, it comes with the, the, the territory, right? I'm an artist, artist, so I'm sensitive about my shit. But once I put it down on paper, once I release it, it's not for me anymore. It's for them to decide. Sometimes that'll just be what it is. Some people's opinions are just barking louder than others. But it's for me to decide for what I did it for and who I did it for. A lot of the times when we go into our creative process, we're not thinking about anybody else but ourselves. So why can't the recognition and, and the admiration be all the same? Admire for what you want to admire. It for. Sometimes I, be, I put a video out or put a post on Instagram to actively fight my depressing thoughts, not to say anything. I am posting to actively fight my depression, not because I want to touch somebody's heart or not because this just felt good to me. I'm only doing this because I know I need to do something to not be in this shell. But eventually, you'll find that, man, it's not even about who's touching this. Am I doing it at the righteous center of my soul? Am I doing this for the reason that I even started doing it for? Man, I used to post only on Facebook. 
that was the only thing I would post on. That was the platform. And I was only getting one like a week, if that, man. I'm like, dang, man, nobody loved me. They hate me, man. My platform sucks. Nobody's listening to my, my podcast. I might as well stop. Well, I was putting my egg in the wrong basket. I was putting my seed in the wrong soil. The moment I started placing myself in places where I knew people would value me, that's when I started to really grow. That's when I really started to expand. I didn't understand that at first, man. I was running myself depressed thinking about what people thought about me on Facebook. But that was just one of my people. Sometimes you'll be too much for some people. Those just aren't your people. And once you get that through your brain, and we, you know, we thick-headed and stubborn when it comes to our art. Everybody going to rock with it. Everybody's going to love it. Somebody's going to have an opinion about it. But see, that's just their opinion. If I listen to their opinion, if I always made things for their opinion, I'd only be stuck in that way. And I'd never grow at all. I'd never experience who I am. I'd only do what they want me to That right there is the post that I was, uh, you, do you know what post I'm talking about? I think it was something like it, your, your, if you're, if you're, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it up real quick, man. Yeah, uh, no. I, I think I, I think I had reposted it on mine, man, actually. So let me see. I think I got it mm-hmm. right here. Hold on. But, um, golly. It was, uh, it was something about like your opinions will, will shatter with criticism or something like that. You posted this and it, it just, it just hit me, bro. Like I was like, and it's so true. Let me see here. I got it. Where are you at, Cam? Um, bear with me, y'all. Bear with me, man. I'll take uh, your time. <laughs> but no, real talk. This one of and you post a lot of different things that I'm like, whoa, that is that is dope. Um, where is it? Hmm. Damn. Where are you at, baby? <laughs> Damn, bro, my bad. You're fine. Take your time. I bet. Um. Man, you got so many of them, bro. That that's uh. This one for sure hit me before I find the other one. You inspire people who pretend not to see you. Trust me. And I, I love that one, man, too. Mm-hmm. I think the one you were talking about was um, build your confidence from within. If it's built on compliments, it will shatter with criticism. That is the one. Mm-hmm. Can you can you expand on that and how you how you kind of came to that? Say that one more time for me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people out there. Build your confidence from within. If it's built on compliments, it will shatter with criticism. Damn. And you know what? If it's built on compliments, a.k.a. likes and reshares and opinions, then it's going to shatter with criticism, right? So if like people will say they don't like your shit and your confidence is built off others' opinion and validation, then your shit is just, it's not going to be it's not going to be able to withstand any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's your confidence has really got to be fueled from within, right? Like you got to have this unshakable love for oneself, you know, love for oneself, that 
breeds confidence, right? And understanding your purpose and your truth, living in your truth. That's what I gathered from that post, brother. Like, and and I want I want you to expand on that a little bit more, man. Tell me, tell me where you were coming from when you post that. No, it's it's just that it's living in your truth. It's understanding that none of this shit matters if it doesn't hit your front door. So what do you truly value about what you choose to express? Because you could value somebody else's opinion. And that's the reason why you post something or do something. But the core should come from a sense of righteousness and a duty to the people that you're doing it for. And I think that's where it comes from within. And that's why your wall should be so fortified to where, yeah, these retweets are awesome. Reposts are great. Um, even com- comments, man, I love when people comment and interact with me. But if it doesn't come from a righteous place, man, I've completely missed the bounds of what I'm doing. And if it's not really coming from within, and I'm just really just copying and pasting somebody else's style and somebody else's way of living, then it's gonna shine through, man. And we're in the we're in the era, man, where that Fugazi stuff is not gonna fly anymore. Especially <laughs> when we got a world and a league full of truth seekers. Now, we may take 10 fake rappers to get one real one, but we're in an era, man, where, you know, people just, they're thriving for some type of truth. They're thriving for some type of understanding. Like I said, man, I have, I have always thought about, man, if somebody criticizes me or somebody says, well, you're not the unbiased truth, you're just a convenient lie, or you're just doing things to be selfish among those. I've heard these things. I've read these comments. I've gotten DMs that will blow your mind. But what am I doing it for? I know I'm righteous in my intent. Mm-hmm. Check me if you will. Don't berate me. Debate me. I'm more than happy to bring somebody on a questions, comments, and concerns session. I'm more than talking to people. But you're not going to tell me that what I'm doing isn't righteous because I know the core of it is mm-hmm. my righteous intent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of here with that, man. But see, they don't put in the 10,000 hours like you and I do. And that's why I got to laugh it off every time, bro. <laughs> that part underscore that part man it's the repet the repetition that we're putting in man and it's it's so interesting and so fascinating and so amazing actually how so much of what we're doing really it really comes back to how we work on ourselves daily you know what i'm saying i'm pretty sure you could say the same thing for yourself like the time that you have for yourself and you give to yourself in, in working on your own personal development and improvement within yourself and learning and exploring the inner depths of who you are and your potential and bringing that out to the surface and sharing that and share and shining your light and not dimming your light to please other people is really what builds our brand, what makes us and our message stronger and it fuels our purpose even more man because i certainly feel that way but at the same time um the human aspect of me you know it shines through every once in a while i'm still dealing with a lot of you know deconstructing who i believed to be who i believed i was once uh, you know i once was and you know sometimes that that takes the forefront on what i do but that's that's where i'm in this battle with my mind where i'm just like nah man I got to put the truth out there. I got to, I got to live in my truth. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand my purpose, whether people agree with it or not. That's, that's not, that's not me. That's not for me to, you know what I'm saying? That's not for me to, to worry about. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to, to live in my truth. 
and to to, and to, to live in my purpose, man. Same with man, you. Some people can only meet you as deeply as they met themselves. And it takes a certain level of understanding what they've been through and what they were supposed to understand from that test. To where like, it's, it's almost like you can't sit with us. Cause I, I, in school, I wasn't necessarily an academic, but man, when it was a course I liked, I was a nerd for it. And there's certain aspects of life, certain parts of, of pain, certain parts of guilt that I was a nerd for this. And I should be unnecessarily happy with, you know, that type of stuff. But I wanted to learn these things because I knew on the other side of these things was joy, was acceptance, was, you know, overall, overall understanding of why we do what we do. Now, granted, man, it is not easy to interpret these things. Never going to be easy to interpret these things, bruh, especially when we're living in a realm and a time where it's easier to just check out. Man, I can grab a phone and be gone all day. I could be on, I could get on the internet and surf a time. See, we come from a time, we're from the 1900s. So we remember a time when it wasn't always like this, man. We're a very vintage model these days. You know, we remember what it's like to go outside and communicate with one another. And that's what I promote to people every single day, man. Though it's not easy, though it's not always possible to, to feel good about yourself, I guarantee you, if you do the things that we remember from the olden times, you're going to feel like, you belong. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. You said that, man. In those times, for sure, we're we're a lot different, man. Our interactions were a lot different. You know, we we were going outside. You know, our relationships were a lot different, man. And it's it's so fun to, you know, uh, just go down memory lane and think about some of that stuff when I was a kid. But you know, in today's day and age, man, you're you're absolutely right, man. Um, there's a quote that I really have been thinking about a lot lately man especially when it comes to the work that that I'm doing Cam and I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll love this one too it's uh it's it's starve your distractions and feed your focus you know you you mentioned like I could easily just get on this phone and go down a gazillion rabbit holes and not come out and then what happened I mean time time has just elapsed I didn't accomplish nothing I didn't get more in tune with myself. I didn't give my gift. Like I, I believe we're meant to do here on this earth before our time is up. And, you know, I, I've just distracted myself rather than doing that now. And like I said, I think prior to recording here, man, I used to demonize, you know, uh, the social media platforms because of what was happening, my experience of it, because I was just mindlessly scrolling I felt like I was comparing myself. I was suffering depression and anxiety. And I was like, and I looked at it as the source and I was playing the victim to that shit. And I was like, you know what? So I had to eliminate it completely. Now that space I gave myself, that space and time I gave away from it, it allowed me to come back to me by experiencing the world in my own way and in my own amount of time. And then I finally came back to the platforms with a greater sense of, Okay, how can I use this as a tool? Because yes, the internet can be a scary place and a dangerous place. And these tools can really uh, do some damage on us and really distract us from our purpose and giving our gift. But it's also so powerful on the flip side, if you're able to use it as a tool. I mean, look at what me and you are doing. You're in Houston, Texas. I'm in the Bay Area, California. Just last week, I had the pleasure of connecting with Folks from New York, South Carolina, um, 
I, I was connect. I'm supposed to be connecting with a, a young lady from out in East Africa mm. off the internet. You know what I'm saying? Off the strength of social media, man. So it's like our reach nowadays. Yes, it's different from the '90s, but man, if we can, if we can understand just the the power of these tools, and I think you do too. You already know. Like mm. we, we're able to broadcast our energy and our message, our truth, our purpose, our gift out to our tribe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And mm-hmm. our tribe isn't always going to be within arm's reach of you, right? It's like, bro, like, so it's, it, we living in some, some, some quite amazing times, some very fascinating times, man. And um, I just feel blessed to be here, man. I, I feel blessed to be connected to you, brother, to all Likewise. the people I've been, been connected to so far, man. So, you know, I want to bring it back to, you know, your podcasting, bro, you, you had mentioned um, your your music. I want to get into that a little bit, man. Can you talk no, to I me about, about music? I, I want to just give you this space right now to talk about your musical journey, man. Oh, wow, man. Music has always been a part of my life. It's always, you know, hip-hop specifically. Um, that's what our hearts do. They hip and they hop on, on a daily and a consistent basis. And I've always been a musical nerd. Like I said, when I love something, man, I'm going to dive into it. I was that kid that used to walk around with the lyrics folder. Before MP3 players, before CD players, when we just had the Walkman. And, you know, you had to record your favorite song on the radio to get it. <laughs> it wasn't no, you know, it wasn't no bear sharing line wire. We're talking about that kid that used to submit to lyric sites uh, the right music and the right stuff. I was that kid. And because my parents were heavily um, Southern Baptist Christians, man, I had to remix songs. So I couldn't really rap the Wayne songs that I wanted to rap. In the <laughs> I had to make my own bars. And, but I loved the cadences. I loved the way they was rapping. And I had cousins that did music. I had uncles that were singers. But none of them really fit my style because rapping wasn't their lane. Um, and rapping definitely, when I was coming up, was kind of just like it wasn't it was kind of like how people are now people were built to go to the league when it comes to certain sports rapping now I feel like some kids man once you realize they got a flow all right now you're gonna be a rapper <laughs> you better be all of that this is before then this was parents was like nope you better go to school you ain't gonna be no rapper <laughs> but I had that heart I had that drive man I had a cousin Camille um she started making beats just by acid beats I remember this program she used to have and I used to just rap to these loops, freestyling just consistently, man. And I didn't know necessarily what part freestyling would play in my life. But when I started to write down poetry, I realized that's exactly what I was doing, except I wasn't writing anything down. So I had these poetry books, man, just stacked up in my room of just bars. I'm talking about pure heat. And I wasn't putting them to anything. I was just writing poems just to write poems. Man, once I actually got into the studio, uh, my cousin and I, we made a song. And my first rap song ever was to promote abstinence, waiting until marriage. Man, bro, I was on that wave. I was, at the time, I was a young kid. My mom's program, they were promoting abstinence, waiting until marriage, which I still believe for young kids, best way to go. Now, abstinence-only education, that's debatable. But I do believe that, you know, you should definitely wait until you find the right one when you're in this context of marriage that's the best sex that's the safest sex for most people 
But what I really appreciate about the song that we made was it was about absence education and like, if I can wait, you can wait. It's not for life, so just wait till you're married. You know, like 14, 15 year olds <laughs> trying to inspire people to wait. And from that moment, I took music and writing as a like a almost a call to action. So whenever I would write songs and things of that nature, it was always with a message. I'm trying to promote a message. This song is about this. And this is almost like Chuck D, Tupac-esque. You know, we're going to try to change the world. But I never liked myself as a performing artist. And once I got out of school, man, that's when music changed my life. That's when I really realized, man, there's friends around me that are making music. We started making mixtapes together whenever I would come back from school. And they were cool, but we weren't promoting them like we really should have. We were just making music for the fun, making it for the love. We weren't worried about the industry. Man, I moved out to Houston in 2013 and tried to do some industry work. Moved right back to my hometown three months later. Go right on my face. I knew nothing about contracts. Knew nothing about saving money. Uh, I was just out here having a ball. I would go write a song for, or write some music with the artist. They would pay me. And instead of saving that money, I'd go to the club with them and go blow that little money. It was just really ignorant parts of my life that were part of my ego death. Having to submit myself to call my dad a couple of days for Christmas and be like, hey, Pops, didn't work out. I need you to come pick me up from Houston. And him making that six-hour drive, you know, that shipping away, shipping away. And let me find out that, yeah, you can be creative as you want to be, but do you have a plan? Do you have a goal? Man, I sat in, and I sat in Texarkana for like a year and a half. I did the most menial jobs. I did like paperboy work. You know, I got a job at a local pizza place, man. I, got, I did everything I could to get back to Houston. Moved back to Houston in 2015, and the same cousin that always made music with, she and I moved in together and started a record label. Um, we wanted to make music. That's our thing. We wanted to give people something to talk about. So what do we name the record label? Gusta Music. Giving you something to talk about. Making uplifting songs, inspiring change. And from 2015 until now, man, we have been making music. A lot of it's been in the vault. We released the album, but we really have been going and striving to give people something to talk about and make uplifting songs that inspire change. That's hella dope, man. That, <laughs> that's dope. What a journey, right? so many different levels that's so dope man and you know you it you just gave us the short of the long I want to say because I, I'm sure that journey from 2015 to where you're currently at now with Gusta Music is is it's there's so much more in that story and you gave us the whole rundown within it's it's just so cool man for you to go for your dream and it didn't work out at first, but you, you believed in it so much and you did whatever it took to get you back to where you're at right now. And you it seems to me that you're in such a, a, a better place in terms of like the foundation you've created for yourself. And it's like, and you trust yourself that whatever comes your way, you're going to be able to handle it. You're going to be able to make decisions and you know, you're, you're from a place of higher consciousness. Now that's like, you just know what's what you, what you want and what you got to do, and how to get there, and it just seems that, that, yo, man, you on that path, my G, and uh, wow, that, that's it's amazing, important bro. for young creatives to know that, though, right, you know, you're gonna fumble a bag or two, it's mm -hmm. not the end of the world, yo, I thought at certain points throughout that, and it was a short version of that, certain points, yo, definitely quit, definitely was like, hey, I ain't making music no more, I was in the hermit mode, I was even out there in Japan, you know, like, man, I don't know if I should make music, 
ended up going from, man, I'm not making music or writing music to working with artists in Japan and even recording a music video out there, which I still haven't released yet. I'm just sitting on this video that I, re I recorded almost two years ago. Why? Because of the process. I respect the process. I respect timing. And overall, I'm working with my mind to make sure that I don't fumble this bad. There was a lot of things that if I was blessed with and was blessed with back then that I completely, like I completely ruined for myself. Just because I wasn't as knowledgeable as I wanted to be or on the other end of it, I just didn't care. I was just like, yo, man, I'm young. I'm gonna get this back. Money's like water. This man, I'm, I'm talented. This is just nothing to me. Throwing away and giving away gems from things that I literally could have been the cornerstone of my blessing. But you know what? This time around, like you said, bro, um, we getting everything. We're not just running down and getting one cap. We walking down and getting them all. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That shit, hey, man. Damn, bro. On some real shit. I, I just got to catch my breath, bro. Like, that is dope. And you, you, you just, you touched on your experience in Japan and, and prior to us recording you told me a little bit about that I think this is a perfect segue for you to get into that man um because I, I'm so interested in that experience I'm such a uh a lover of the culture of uh, Japanese people um I love the food I love what they do what they stand for the traditions they stand on I I'm, I've learned so much about the samurai way you know what I'm saying and it's just like it's just a beautiful existence, man, for uh, for me. And I, and I really appreciate the culture of Japanese people and, and their history, their tradition and everything like that. So I want to talk to you about that, man. T tell me, how did you how did you even get out to Japan, man? Yo, so I had this chick that was my partner at the time. She and I were um, just trying to figure out a way that, you know, to get to know each other better. But I knew that she was teaching English as a second language. She said, hey, you know, I want to go to Japan. I'm just not confident about it. I'm not sure if I want to go. I said, oh, no, if you want to go, let's go. Listen, I had never, I don't even, I didn't even have a passport at the time. I had never been out of the country. The longest flight I had been on before this 14 and a half hour flight to Japan was a six hour flight to LA. Like, that's it. That's all. Man, me and her grind for like at least three or four months. What we year was this? Up. What year was this, by the way? Sorry. This is 2019. This is the end of 2019. Recently. So, yeah, this is yeah, extremely recent. Um, we actually left the country March 9th. Now, Houston shut down March 11th for the pandemic. And that completely changed my worldview because I stayed in Japan for six months. Not because I was stranded, because that was the plan. So while she was teaching English, I got the opportunity to really explore the country. There was nothing that I didn't want to do that I couldn't do out there, especially once I got a bike. Once I got a bike, man, you can't tell me nothing, boy. Cabs, <laughs> you can write. I'm talking about, bro, I was everywhere. I stayed in Osaka, Japan for about five months, and I stayed in Tokyo for three weeks. And um, just, it was an amazing experience because, like I said, I got to travel and do things I never thought I would have done. I was always nervous to solo travel. Listen, I don't know any Japanese whatsoever. I got on that plane, like I said, not even being out of the country, but, but I wanted to support my partner. I knew she needed somebody to be with her. Hey, why not me? This blessing's put in front of me. I started going to temples and shrines daily. It was a daily part of my life. Now, 
I grew up Southern Baptist and I'm recording videos of me bowing in front of, you know, statues of Buddha. People back home were flipping out. Oh, Cameron done joined the cult. It's over with. Oh no, it's done out there. He all changed up. But that wasn't the case, man. That wasn't the case. You know, being out in Japan taught me a lot about respect for each other. You know, doing no harm, but at the same time taking no shit whatsoever at no time. So I would go to these temples and shrines and there was nobody asking me for money. There was nobody asking me to join the religion. Nobody telling me I couldn't be there. I'd be there at, at three in the morning. I'd stay all day. Nobody was coming up to me and telling me I couldn't worship and pray. They never told me who to pray to. Now, if I was in America, I, mean, I couldn't just walk into any church I wanted to on the corner, just sit and pray for as long as I wanted to pray without somebody coming up to me asking for donations. Am I, am I a member? Would I like to join? What, what are you doing here? Wondering what I'm trying to do here and questioning what I was trying to do because of that capitalist way of thinking. In Japan, it just wasn't that way. They let me go and really experience them. I climbed mountains with Shaman. I went and went on meditated a silent retreat with people. The person I was with, because she was doing her own thing and things of that nature, and that whole entire partnership started to crumble while we were out there due to her own mentality and the way she was thinking. But overall, my mind and my overall soul started to elevate once I stayed away. Because she and I were on the best of terms, I stayed out in the streets. I'd be gone for days at a time. You know, I'd only come back just so she know I was there. So as soon as she left to go back, I was back out in the streets. It was like a whole entire way to try to expand my elevation and expand the way I was vibrating on this planet. Because it was during the pandemic, it was nothing I couldn't do. There were no waiting lines. There weren't a lot of people out. It was like, they said, limit your time 80 to 90% when it came to traveling. So people were only going to work at home. Any of the shrines I wanted to go to, any type of temples. I went to Osaka Castle five or six times. There were a total of maybe 30 to 45 people there in a place that gets thousands of visitors an hour, usually. So I started to really feel the authentic energy that the Japanese must have felt back in the day when there weren't a lot of spirits around just trying to get Instagram pictures, just trying to be in the way, just mugging it up with all of this other type of energy. I started talking to tour guides, going on these expensive tours of places and finding out that people appreciated me and they didn't even speak my main language. I would go to these cafes and do what they call language exchange, where I'm just speaking English to people and they're teaching me Japanese. And I'm finding out so much about their culture, what they appreciate, changing the way they talk and believe about Black people. At the time, everything was going on with George Floyd, bruh. It was a scary time for people. That was the first time the world stood up and said, hey, we're not doing this. I got to talking to people that used to be scared of Black men. He's like, yo, before I talk to you, I, I didn't know how to talk to you. I didn't know if y'all were mean or, or scary. And I'm like, no, like, we are actual people. We matter, not just the slogan, not just the company, actual Black Lives Matter out here. They taught me so much and even invited me out to their marches. I was a part of the first marches in Japanese history for Black people in Osaka, in Kyoto. I'm there. Those pictures you see of me holding up that sign, that's me in Osaka. That's me in Kyoto standing up with my people in the first ever time. That was my first experience, man. But I knew they had never met a Black man in their life, but y'all out here in these streets protesting for me. They taught me so much about me, taught me how Black people were some of the first people in Japan. Didn't know that. 
You know, I'm going and finding out so much about my people telling me, yo, black hair is the only hair that defies gravity. Letting me know how important my culture is. I'm going to these different pop cultures. America Mora, Dotombori, real ones know what I'm talking about. My Japanese homies, what's up? Y'all know where I'm at. You go there and you see nothing but hip hop. You see nothing but people seeing the way I'm dressed and starting to change, the, start, trying to sag a little bit, trying to roll up and sleep. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, these things are real. They now got some soul now. They got some soul now. Exactly. You know, you see, you, I started to love my people, man. That's the wildest thing. I can leave my country where I'm native to and not feel appreciated and want to, but go over here and find out, oh man, they have nothing but love and appreciation. It really changed the way I looked at things, man. For real. Man, dude, you you tell that story so well, bro. Honestly, like, and and I can sense that that experience of what it did for you because of the energy that you're te- you're giving off when you're telling that story. And I can only imagine all the other stories within that story that like, you know, maybe we'll get into in the future at some point, man, as we continue to stay connected and get to learn each other. But that experience, man, you make me want to go out to the Grand Canyon right now. You make me want to go out to Japan right now. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and, just, and, and just travel, bro, because the world is so much bigger than where we're at right now. I have never been outside of the country myself, man. And to hear your story of you didn't even have a passport because I don't even got a passport right now either, bro. But you you made up your mind and decided like, hey, this is being put in front of me for a bigger reason. Let me follow this energy and let's make it happen. And then I can tell that you do not regret that experience at all. Not only that, you were you are grateful for the experience the, mm-hmm. of what you got from it, what you were able to give from it, the connections made, the energy felt, the lessons learned, just the entire experience. Uh, uh, holy, right? And uh, damn, man, that's that's amazing, bro. I'm so happy for you, bro. And uh, you are you are vibrating at a, a high frequency, brother. And it's so great to connect with you on that level, bro, because I feel like I'm at a place like that in my life right now, too. And I can only imagine that it makes me excited for so much more growth. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure you, too, because you know that even though you experienced so much fairly recently, there's still so much more to learn, so much more to experience, so much more room for growth, improvement so much more uh, things to do and, and, and opportunities to give your gift. But at the same time, we both know we're all going to reach a point where we're going to expire at some point. We don't know when that is. So mm-hmm. it's like, we don't take this time shit lightly. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I wake up every day, bro. Even if I'm not in the best like mood right away, I give myself time to get myself to a place where I feel like I'm ready to, to seize the day. Carpe, carpe diem right Is yeah it, man all that. you know carpe diem you got to seize the day and honestly i've heard so much throughout life that a orange squeezed dry only brings bitterness and when you get to the point where you feel like that you're being squeezed dry collaborate with people those are ways that you can recharge and energize yourself to get to the confidence where you feel the need to express yourself what we're doing today is going to energize me infinitely because i'm going to be able now to go back to my podcast and be like man just had an amazing connection and what am i going to do i'm going to be able to tell people yo go here for this interaction and what are we now doing building a tribe of people we get to vibe with our tribe and that's important for everybody to do 
some of the most powerful words in the English language are me too. Somebody knowing that I vibrate with that too. I understand, me too, yo, I can do that too. I appreciate what you just said. That's why I really do, I pour into creators all the time, yo. Recharge in the ways that you feel are healthy, yo. Don't feel like you gotta be out here just doing the most and receiving the least. Sometimes you may need to lean on your auxiliary wits to get things done. I'm not, I don't have all the answers. And that's what ego dev taught. I don't have the truth. I have a truth. So collaborate with people so you can collect these truths. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to always be ready. No, you don't always have to have your hair cut, your makeup done, your lighting right, your voice on point. Just do the work. Do what 85% of the people don't do and just show up. The work will be done. I know you can do it. And that's what I'm hoping that most of y'all get from this. Stand in your unbiased truth. You're the only one that can get it done. And if not you, then who? Honestly, if me and you don't get in front of these microphones to help out our platforms, then who's going to do it? Nobody. So get out there and get it done, y'all. Get out there and get it done. Don't get it twisted. We got this. <laughs> bro, you are such a skilled conversationalist, brother, and your energy is so pure. And thank you for saying everything that you just did right now, because currently, man, I have been going really hard. I have been kind of anticipating a moment of burnout. But this, this conversation and what you just said gave me so much more fuel, bro, to to to, to fill my cup so I can pour into other people too, man, because similar to you, man, it's about righteousness, man. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm living a life with integrity, trying to make the best choices to help other people, man, to serve, right? You know, you, like I referenced, man, I'm, I'm the neighborhood hope dealer, baby. Yes. I'm over here just trying to serve hopes or trying to spread light, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I yeah. can tell that you are a soul that does that too, man, intentionally and uh, on purpose, man. And thank you for that, brother. And you know what, man? Anybody that catches wind of this, I swear, man, it's just like we bottling up this energy, man. We just serving it up. Yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah, come on now, come get some. You even mix it in with a little key sweat right there. Come on now, somebody, baby, man. Nobody got it like us, man. And that's what I believe a lot of people don't understand. Your influence, your touch, your spice on this life is infinitely important. We can't do this without you. Your input matters, whether you're just watching it. You don't even got to press the like button. Your input matters. I don't care what somebody told you. You are more than enough, okay? And what you provide to people is essential, man. I have, while I was in Japan, only recorded a couple podcasts and then went on a hiatus for a year and a half. I was not speaking my unbiased truth. I wasn't even talking about Japan, bro. I wasn't saying anything, not released the video, nothing. Why? Because I wasn't feeling like myself. I was feeling burnt out, like you said, bro. Even recently, man, I had been doing podcasting with one of my great friends. That's the only reason I wanted to podcast, was to get in front of microphones and have conversations with him. He decided, yo, I don't want to do this anymore, Cam, but you taking it run with it, man. You seem like you're passionate about it. For three months last, last year, people saw me throwing paint at the wall, just hoping it sticks. Welling, like, yo, I'm just doing an episode. Uh, yo, I'm just posting this, just trying a thing. And it wasn't really hidden. It didn't feel me. It didn't feel organic. 
I was literally standing up like, yo, man, my algorithm, the algorithm, it's the algorithm. It's other people's podcasts. I'm not doing it like them. That's why I'm not winning. Then I had to realize I had to step back, bro. Another point of ego death. What are you doing this for? Are you doing this for Cam? Are you doing this for the likes? You doing it for the algorithm? You doing it for who? What? And then when I got down to the nitty gritty, I just want to do things for the unbiased truth. That's that's the ultimate goal, man. I have people come and talk to me and tell me how important my influence was. If you don't have people like that in your life, your tribe might not be within your distance. I'm glad you said that earlier. Your tribe might not be within your arm's reach. You might not be able to see the people that love you and want to see you progress every single day. But just know, a lot of times you'll get a couple likes on things that you post, but then you'll post on your story, you'll get 100,000 views. Just know they're always watching what they do, even if they don't like what you do. So just keep doing what you're doing. They'll catch up later, fam. It's going to be all right. Oh, man. Authenticity is so rare nowadays, man. It seems like like realness and real genuine, like people living in their truth. It, it's at least at least on a broader perspective, on a broader range. It's 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 hard to come by lately for me, though. I You know, uh, from my perspective, it hasn't been that hard to connect with people when you when you fully are living in your truth. That's why, man, you connected oh, when, you, exactly. when you are being present. And then you are, you know who you are, you know what you want, you know what you're capable of. And even if you don't know what you're capable of, you have the confidence that you'll get the answers to help you get to where you want to be. And you just, you are living from your, like you say, a righteous place and and coming from love and doing things with that intent. You can't do no wrong. You know, when you, when you really are a pure person, you're going to win at the end. It's just, it's, it's, it's inevitable. When you're doing things from a, a pure perspective, a pure place, man, with the intent to serve and help others and, and, and grow and shine light in a world that need that seemingly needs it more now than ever. Um, damn, you know, the blessings will just fly. And I, I I mean, bro, it's it's so unreal how simple it is. And I, I really just want people to get that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. it's so, it doesn't have to be so complicated. You don't have to be an NBA player to to experience a, a fulfilled life where your 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 cup is full. You know, uh, every aspect of your life is is healthy. You know, I'm talking about from spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, relationally, all the yeah. ALLYs, right? They're all healthy, man. And you know, when you're when you're there and you you are walking from that type of space man the possibilities are endless we live in a realm where i firmly believe anything is possible man i mean look at look at where we are bro like everything that we're using right now came from the mind came from an idea and it just you know it starts here if it, if you can see it in your mind it can become real in this on this plane Mm-hmm. gotta believe it. you gotta we gotta take these restrictions off of ourselves and that's what you were talking about with the ego death man i think that when you're when you're kind of married to that identity that you've had for so long right it's very easy to to have these, these this narrow kind of mindset but when you really free your mind like neo in the matrix and <laughs> then you can fly you can you yeah. can, come on man and you go 
you're going to face some opposition that listen us let's be clear about it right that's okay that's part of the that's part of the process i think i feel like all the challenges and the adversity that we go through in life it's there to teach us something you said something earlier i feel like where if you, if you don't learn the lesson that life's trying to teach you it's going to keep repeating that lesson absolutely 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 and you know a lot of things are agenda based and that's why i started the unbiased truth that's where we start to share these agendas i want to have a place where i can have conversations with real ones that are not agenda based or agenda driven nobody's going to pay me or tell tell me to be unbiased these days they want you to pitch their narrative they want you to give their side of the story and when you own the information you can bend it all you want but what if real people just had a conversation what if we remove the internet and go back to using our intellect? There's a lot of things that I don't like about utilizing these platforms. I really don't, but they're very essential because they bring people like you and I together. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And that's why I did speak on ego death. It's very important to understand that once you start going about being unbiased about things, it is a constant practice of trying to check yourself and reprogram yourself. I call it, you have to go about unfucking yourself and trying to remove the programming that has been so long instilled in you to act a certain way. I think some people think about going insane as being a bad thing. Well, you're more into what you're into, so what's wrong with that? You just have to be more healthy about the way you go about expressing that sanity. And that's what I think a lot of people miss. It's nothing wrong with being in tune with what you're into, but go about healthy ways of expressing that creativity, expressing how you feel about it. And that starts with being unbiased about it. Hey, man, I know how I personally feel about everything that's going on in the world right now. But when it comes down to how we're going to grow, I cannot press my agenda onto the next person, especially these kids, man. These kids watch us, bro. It's nothing that I can do on this world that these kids won't do these days to at least try to figure out who they are. And as we do these things, man, we can't be biased if these kids are watching us. We got to give them an opportunity to develop their own way of looking at it. Even if you have a better outlook, what's true to you may not be true to me because what's news to you isn't necessarily news to me. It's just like not necessary for me to place my own insecurities onto you. And I think projecting is the worst part about our society these days. But hey, it's going to help us get better in the long run because you have platforms like ours. People know that they're blessed beyond measure. So they don't have to subscribe to everything else that's making them feel less than that. I know that I'm unbiased, so I don't have to nitpick and be one-sided about things. It gives people an opportunity to be proud of how they think, of where they're headed. And I'm glad that you and I exist because, hey, we're going to keep on doing our thing. <laughs> Y'all picked the right ones to help carry the torch. <laughs> one thousand percent, man. One thousand trillion percent, man. And you know what, man? Uh, there is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Nipsey Hussle. You can see him in the back right here. I got posters in my room um I, I recently read his book man and one one of the quotes that i i love that he said before he passed man r.i.p to nip man r.i.p to Ermius, man that's that's my guy i learned so much from his stoicism his the way he carried himself you know what i'm saying like he it was a young brother from the hood which you know like that you know grew up in a really really tough tough circumstances it made him you know turn into not the most ideal person, but in his own journey, he understood truth, man. He started getting that thirst and that, and that 
that just want to have that uh, more knowledge of the truth, man, and, and, you know, of a higher understanding. And if you look at more of his most recent interviews and interactions, man, and the way he carries himself and you read his book, man, dude is just, I mean, his spirit was, uh, was something else, man. It's something that I, I'm very thankful for, but I digress a little bit because the quote that I, I take from him that I really firmly live by is uh, the highest human act is to inspire. And it's the way we live our life, right? It's the way, like, it's easy to talk about stuff. It's easy to say, like, you know, with parents, right, when they're, when they're teaching their kids, it's like, do what I say, don't do what I do, right? And it's just like, kids are the fastest learners, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, bro, the best way to show somebody and teach somebody what you, you know, to set them up for a better life is to live it yourself, to live in your truth, to come from a place of righteousness, right? And uh, you got to be that. How are you going to expect somebody else to be that way if you're over here not doing the same thing? You're, you're not practicing what you're preaching. And, and I firmly believe that. And it just makes so much sense as I put the pieces together. It's just like, you know, even on this platform, I talk about a lot of different things, but I don't talk about shit that I'm not doing in my life, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really like, I'm really about this shit. Like, I'm really trying to, every day, even if I stumble and I fall and I make mistakes, I'll own up to that shit. I'm not, I'm not bigger than no, I'm not better than no one. I'm not worse than nobody. I'm, I'm a person just like everybody else. We're, you know, we're flawed. We make mistakes, but that's okay, man. Every day we wake up is another chance to get it right and to, to just to move move towards that higher consciousness and try to make the world a better place, in my opinion. But, you know, that's just my truth. You know what I'm saying? And, and people have to discover what their truth is. And you're right. With kids, we got to give them that chance to figure it out. We got to give them the tools. We got to let them, like, we don't want, we don't want to place these barriers on their minds right away. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, it's just like locking up a bird in a cage. Like a bird, or, a bird is meant to fly not to be caged, man. And it's, it's, you know, I I don't want to look at society and and try to demonize it because it is what it is, man. Had I not gone through those experiences in my life, I might not have been through, I I might not been where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? So all these experiences shaped me, but I also do feel like had I avoided certain pitfalls, I might've got there a little sooner. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of made it part of my purpose and my mission to try to help others open their minds and but at the same time you just like you and i know our our energy is finite right we got to protect that shit like like our shit's for everybody but it's not for everybody you feel what i'm saying like not everybody gonna get it right away you feel me so like like the intent is for everybody because we're coming from a pure place trying to help other people by being who we are speaking about the things we speak about living the way we live and uh but at the same time, some people ain't gonna rock with it, and that's just fine, right? You know, the, the, I think what they what makes them uncomfortable is the fact that we are immeasurable. You know, the timeless in you is aware of life's timelessness. So when we talk about being blessed beyond measure, that's something they can't fathom. It's it's beyond measure. When I talk about unbiased truths, it's something that you can't box in. It's something you can't keep. You can't regulate that because they can't regulate our thought process because they can't regulate our dreams. They can't shoot them down. What J. Cole say, if they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down. And it's the same way when it comes to your goals with what you attain for, for what you aspire to be. You're telling your big ass dreams to small minded people. 
That's why you're feeling like people are trying to shrink and marginalize you. It takes a certain level of understanding where you are. Like I mentioned so many minutes ago, knowing what you're not is going to help you know what you are. And that includes the people around you. It's knowing what they're not is going to help you know what they are. If you know you're putting too much on people and utilizing people's connections for the wrong reason, do you need to go reassessing your friend group? Don't put all of your worldly stuff on your religious friend and vice versa. There's ways you can utilize your friendships and the people around you that can be healthier than what you're doing. So many people go into it expecting so much from people, but not setting the proper tone. And that's the issue that we have with people. Everybody want to reciprocate energy, but ain't nobody setting the tone. And when you set the tone, that lets people know which side of the pendulum they need to swing on. Am I operating in my masculine energy or my feminine energy? But it's all divine at the end of the day. And I think what we have to really understand is, man, if we're really trying to do what we're doing, if you really are blessed beyond measure, if I really am unbiased in my truths, they have to understand, man, there's no way you can box that in. There's no way you can marginalize it. You can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. But hey, the juice is loose, baby. There ain't nothing you can do. The juice is loose, boo. Hey, hey, I can't, I can't help you. I, I can't help you. Damn, I love that, man. This shit amazing. right there infused me with so much energy right now, bruh. I swear to God, the juice is loose. The juice is loose. Let me know them how you made me. Like, come on now. Like, come on, man. It wouldn't be necessary if society wouldn't act the way they act. Right. And, and, and we would just what? be common. This would be common knowledge. 100 percent man. And you know what's crazy, man? It's about ego death, right? It's is like, and who am I to box in the truth? Who am I to think that like I'm bigger than the truth? Like, if I'm just an instrument to 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 profess the truth or share share that energy, you know, then let it run through me. You know, saying with you, right? Like, like, and anybody else listen to this shit, man. You know, like sometimes we like the truth is gonna offend people. And, you know, like I have to remove myself, AKA my ego from the equation and let that just flow. And that's, and that's what I'm learning to do every day, Cam, bro. I feel like you are too, man, like on that, on this level, bro. And it's, it's crazy. Like we're flying high right now and man, what's to come is, 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 is unfathomable, man. I feel like the blessings are just going to continue to pour because they are already, bro. Like I have so much fun being able to do things like this, the process. I get it now when Kobe said it's about the, it's about the process. It's about the journey. It ain't about the destination. Once you get there, ain't nothing else to do. You're there. It's the journey. It's the steps along the way that matter. This is it. And you know what, man, you, you, you said that, uh, uh, removing certain things to know who you are, man. And, that, that always reminds me of Kanye West song, one of my favorite Kanye songs, Everything I Am. Everything yeah, I'm not, maybe everything I am. Yeah. Oh, man. Kind of beat, I turn it into a jam. Everything Ooh. I'm not, maybe everything, everything I am. Yeah. DJ yeah. Premier on the scratches. Watch out now. Oh, oh man. man. I mean, yeah. bro, yeah. You, know, you know when they say, if you know, you know, I feel like we're on that wavelength, bro. It's like we see them. Another dude that another person that just knows, like, oh, you you know, you get it, yeah. you get it. So, yeah. hey, brother, honestly, on some real shit, I'm having so much fun right now, man. And this is this yeah. real cool to connect with you on this level. I sincerely appreciate everything that you poured into this conversation, the energy you've given, 
know what I'm saying? I appreciate who you are, who you're becoming more and more every day as you're exploring the inner depths of, of your soul and, and just sharing that with the world, bro. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like we can, we can run this back anytime you want to, brother. Absolutely, man. Yeah. You know, I got to have you on the unbiased truth. You know, I got to bring you on the our side. So it's going to be an amazing journey. And I know the people that are watching right now, especially if they made it to this point, want to hear us back, run it back. So, oh. hey, man, anytime, man, anytime, you know, we got to do it. Big facts. Say less, man. And, you know, before we get on out of here, brother, I want to I want to give you some space. If there's anything that you felt like you coming into this that you wanted to share, like you were just like, I want to talk about this today. Please go ahead. You know, uh, coming into this, you know, I, I never, I always, I always ask the questions. I, I'm always like, yo, what's next? What are you doing here and there? So coming into this, I didn't know how to address it, but I knew I wanted to speak by and by his truth. And when it comes to connecting and collaborate, I just want to say thank you for being who you are. Because if it weren't for you being not only just like finding me through the, through the algorithm, somehow you found me. And once you, you know, once you really saw what I was doing and what I had going on, you realized that the authenticity of, you know, real recognize real, and we're never looking unfamiliar. And that's why I'm appreciating that we cross paths and we understand what we're both doing. So many people are afraid to ask for help or to reach out. And it's not necessarily even thinking that it's help. It's about collaboration. It's about saying, hey, I see what you're doing. Let's get there together. And it's like, oh, man, I'm going to the top two. Let's go. You know, same team, same team. And even if I don't always see things through the way other people do, we had the opportunity to connect and know that that energy is there, man. I would have never even looked up, looked your way had I not saw that the energy was authentic. And I think a lot of people need to start doing that. Don't worry about what somebody's followers are. Don't worry about whether or not somebody has 15,000 followers or 15. Don't worry about if somebody likes your post all the time. Don't worry about if somebody's on YouTube and you're on TikTok make the connection, find a way to make it happen. You see what we did? You can do the same exact thing for yourselves. And if you're afraid to do that with somebody you don't know, well, the first thing you need to realize and understand, take it from somebody that went to Japan that didn't know any Japanese, that didn't even know anything about the culture necessarily. Life begins outside of your comfort zone. Do that uncomfortable thing. Make that uncomfortable call. I guarantee you on the other side of all the anxiety, is pure connection. And I really appreciate you just giving me the opportunity to come to your platform. You definitely have a space on mine because we're going to get this work done, man. And we're going to find more people like us that want to get this ball rolling on making sure that people start to feel better about themselves. I don't want y'all scrolling down your timeline anymore and feeling bad about what you see. More good news. Good news vibes are on the way. Trust me, we are promoting those things on our platforms. You don't have to see things you don't want to see anymore. We have a necessary platform. We have a necessary voice and we are using them, y'all. I'm so glad that y'all listen to this, man. I really want to pour into the people that are, are listening right now and, and pour into you and tell you I appreciate you, man, because this is just part one, chapter one, verse one. This is literally, y'all are experiencing our first conversation ever. So, <laughs> so take that and rewind it back, y'all. That's wild, man. No, 100%, man. And I appreciate you saying that, man. And it, it fuels me, man. The energy, that it's it's the energy that you've given me right now to, to make me feel like I am on the right path, man. Even though, like, you know, I, I question certain things sometimes as being a human, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we go through those phases, but 
just like you say, man, we're all relatable, man. Our voice needs to be heard. Like there's somebody out there that needs to, to, to know who we are and, and you know, know it's okay. You need, to know. you need to know, forget anybody else. Like that person in the, that person I'm looking at right now needs to know, you know, Hey man, the more that I hear myself on the microphone is confirmation. I went on record about that. I must be so, I must know what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> like you got to know for yourself. The more you post what you got going on. No, I appreciate y'all, but I'm so glad that you know who you are and you knew yourself well enough to be like, yo, that person can help me grow. That part, man. I think that that is a great way to just let folks know, like, yo, make that journey within yourself and, yeah. and really explore, like you say, who you're not first. That way you can get more to who you are. And then when you realize who you are, you begin to understand there's more layers to this onion. It's like way more. And then you begin to understand potential, the limitlessness of that potential and the possibilities that it, that it offers. And it's, it's, it's so wild. It's so divine. It's so amazing. It's so vast, like the grand Canyon. And it's, 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 man, it's, it's, we're very special and blessed to be here, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Cam, bro, this has this been great for real. Yeah, man. This, this is, man, I am blessed beyond measure to be here with you, man. I'm so glad we got to link. Absolutely, brother. Hey, tell, tell folks, how, you know, first of all, what, what's your, what's, what uh, music name you go by, man? Okay, so I go by Cam, C-A-M, creator of amazing music. C.A.M. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Okay. And then how can they find you on Instagram and Facebook and all the yeah. platforms? Let lay it out. You know, check me out. Y'all can definitely check out my personal Instagram, the party next weekend, a mashup of two of my favorite artists. Um, go to gustamusic.com. That's G-U-S-T-A music.com if you want to see music videos, interviews I did when I was a kid, all kinds of great stuff regarding all of my music journey you can go to G-U-S-T-A music.com. If you want to check out The Unbiased Truth, my podcast is on all of your favorite streaming platforms. There's not a platform I'm not on. So just go type in The Unbiased Truth with Cam and dive into the archives. I don't just have a main podcast. You can also check out the 10 for 10s I do. That's just 10 minutes where you can check out a snapshot of how I'm feeling about a subject. And I also have a side project with my partner, Messino. It's called On the Block with Cam and Sino. Fantasy football, but you know, we're going to be diving into a lot of things on the block this upcoming year. So definitely check out The Unbiased Truth or Unbiased Truth Texas on any platform, whether it be IG, Facebook, TikTok. I think we on a LimeWire. We on BearShare. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me <laughs> yes, we're the next. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, we out here, man. We got a Zanga. We got a Black Spot. Uh, I got a Bebo, Black Panda, and an Ubu. So don't, don't <laughs> hesitate, right? Don't hesitate to hit us up. Oh, that's hella funny. Cam, man. Hey, on on some real shit. I can't express how, uh, enough how much I appreciate you being here, sharing your wisdom, sharing your experiences. It, it, like, it was so fun getting to know who you are and like you said, man, this this is only our first conversation, man. It's it's, it's gonna carry over. We gonna we gonna keep putting in that work, man, for sure, for sure. Absolutely, man. It's a blessing, man. And thank you to everybody that's been listening. Keep on tapping in with those real ones. We're gonna keep serving them up hot to you. 
Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, to, to all my Bless Beyond Measure folks, those that made it this far, man, I appreciate the hell out of y'all. I love y'all. I respect, appreciate y'all, man. And, and I want you to know that, like, it's real love. And to those that, that have been rocking with me since day one and that are sharing our stuff and that, that are really feeling what we're doing, man, I can't even express the level of appreciation I have. But like we do always at this time, man, stay up and stay blessed, y'all. Peace and love. Peace. Peace. Can stay on real quick, bruh. All right. I, I- <laughs>